0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. It's official. The economy is shrinking. The Commerce Department announced yesterday that the economy shrank 1.4% in Q1. This is no surprise. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you'll know that I've been calling out the economic contraction for some time. Do I have any special powers? Do I have a crystal ball? The answer is clearly no. All I'm doing is paying attention to metrics that are clearly visible in the economy, that are highly correlated to economic activity, and are leading indicators of GDP and inflation. You too can be days or weeks ahead of the headlines before they're announcing the official statistics, or before they make the front page of the Wall Street Journal. It's a simple exercise of connecting the dots. You heard me talk about the impact of holding interest rates at a quarter percentage point in Japan, and the impact it has on the Japanese yen. Well, this too was reported on this podcast days ahead of the Wall Street Journal. On today's show, I'm going to interpret the data from the Commerce Department, and in particular, I'm going to predict Q2. The narrative that accompanied this week's announcement was that the economy was expected to return to growth in the remaining quarters of the year. The reason for the economic weakness in Q1 was absolutely ludicrous. The Commerce Department reported an increase in the trade deficit, And the failure of companies to invest in inventory growth at the expected rate. Now, let's be clear. Inventory growth is not really economic activity, it's demand speculation in advance of future demand. It's a lot like borrowing money in anticipation of future income to pay for that debt. In traditional economic cycles, we see businesses expand production in response to high demand and long lead times. Customers get placed on allocation, so they order more in order to compensate for not getting enough product. They need to secure supply. But eventually, the inventory gets built in multiple places in the economy, everywhere from raw materials to the end customer's inventory. The building of inventory creates the illusion of demand in excess of the true underlying demand in the economy. We saw this, for example, in numerous consumer goods. During the pandemic, we saw households stocking up on paper products. Some stores had empty shelves of toilet paper, cleaners, paper towels for weeks and even months. Customers built inventory in their own homes. But consumption of toilet paper at the side of the toilet didn't really change. It remained constant. And when that inventory got too high, then people stopped buying toilet paper. They don't need six months of inventory of toilet paper in their hall closet. In fact, we saw sales of toilet paper fall in the second half of 2021. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about toilet paper or hand sanitizer or lumber or copper wire. Inventory building is always the headwater of a recession. The other issue is actually the larger of the two. The balance of trade has gone in the wrong direction for much of the last eight quarters. Even in the quarters of the post-pandemic growth in 2021 that were hailed as victories of economic strength, the trade deficit with China grew, and it grew by a lot. Our GDP is more indicative of gross economic consumption than it is a measure of gross domestic product. In this period of economic slowdown, you will witness companies scale back even further on local manufacturing. The playbook over the last 50 years has been to outsource manufacturing every time there's an economic contraction. When costs are too high, companies lay off expensive workers in North America and they open new facilities in lower cost geographies. You can predict factory closures with incredible accuracy. Now not all factory moves are to Asia. Some will be to Mexico or maybe South America, but nevertheless the movement of manufacturing is predictable. But this time might be a little different. We're caught in a period where globalization has shown to be more fragile from a security of supply perspective. Even replenishment of missiles sent to the Ukraine by the US Army are facing the same supply chain constraints that businesses the world over are facing. There's more than 250 different ships designed into each Javelin missile. All it takes for one of those sole source components to be unavailable and you can't manufacture more missiles without a redesign. Even Amazon, after yesterday's closing bell, reported results for the quarter showing volume of shipments to be essentially flat for the quarter, even though revenue was up 7%. The company declared a loss of $3.8 billion in the quarter compared with a profit of $8.1 billion a year ago. All this to say is that I patently reject the thesis that Q2 will be a growth quarter for the U.S. economy. There's simply too many data points suggesting the opposite. The Commerce Department points to travel as a bright spot in the economy. And I agree that travel is rebounding. Hotel occupancy was at 65.8% for the week ending April 23rd, up from 49% in January. But you have to remember, that week also included the Easter holiday weekend. We've also just gone through spring break. There is pent-up demand for international travel from two years of pandemic-induced lockdowns. Whether this will ultimately result in money being spent on leisure travel in the U.S. versus foreign destinations is still not clear. The airline industry is struggling to add capacity, to rehire flight crews, and to respond to the increase in demand. That supply-side constraint, combined with rising airfares and fuel surcharges, might dampen some summer travel plans. All of this to say is that you too can see what's happening in the economy ahead of the announcements. I don't have any special skills or powers. All you need to do is pay attention and connect the dots. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.